Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast. Where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herb E. Herbach. What's up? <laughs> Forgot the E at the end there. The Y, whatever it is. Also, a uh, special guest on the show today. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Rockin' Raiders gear, of course. Trey, Stinky Fingers Jose. What up? I'm going to rock Raiders gear every time we record until the season starts. It's a good luck thing. <laughs> That's fine with me. Um, yeah, this is the Fantasy Football Fathers show. Today we are mocking for the first time this year. It's officially mock draft season. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Can't go too long without getting your little draft fix in, so that's what we're doing today. It's going to be a 12-teamer, half PPR, um, pretty standard roster setup, one quarterback, two running backs, uh, two receivers, tight end, flex, kicker defense. Why do you skip through kicker defense so fast? Because I hate those positions in fantasy football, (sighs) but... um, we wanted to keep it pretty generic because we know that's you know how most people play. Obviously, every single year, leagues are getting more and more I don't know, creative in terms of settings and roster setup and all that. But for the most part, this is what most people play. So we wanted to mock like this the first time. We'll probably do different ones down the road. But yeah, that's it for that's what we're doing today. So we're excited. Uh, I think Tyler Big Herbie's gonna pick at the three spot. Stinky Fingers is going to be at the six. And then Dead middle. I'll be at the turn at the 12 spot. Any last words, gentlemen? Uh, just, I think I just wanted to start. We chose not to go, you know, one, two, three, or really pick the at the very top of the draft. And just to give you guys kind of different perspectives and what we are kind of thinking we would have in this position for our draft strategy. And I chose the middle because I like the middle. Not really. I'm just always in the middle every time I draft. So <laughs> I feel like it's my specialty to draft in the middle. And you're like in no man's land waiting for the pick to come back to you every single round. Where someone like Jim is at the end of the turn. He gets to pick two times in a row. And I'm going to call it right now. Jim's going to take two wide receivers. Wow, end, dude. At the turn. Right, now you don't have to watch the show. One and so. two. <laughs> going zero. Spoiler right alert. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. We'll I see. think that's what's really going to happen. And another bold prediction. I think Tyler's going to draft Saquon Barkley in the second round. <laughs> Saquon? God damn it. Is it! I don't know who Saquon Sa- is. Saquon. I said Saquon, didn't I? Do this every show. Saquon. Say, say it with me. Barkley. <laughs> Charles. God damn it, dude! Google me. All right. Before we get this thing started, any news notes you guys want to touch on besides Leonard Fournette apparently being fat now? <laughs> hasn't, hasn't he always kind of been fat <laughs> he's always been a bigger dude but i guess he's coming into training camp a little hefty 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 and uh well they're just in otas I mean, he's got he's got like yeah. two months to get this you know sorted out we're so. in june it's he'll he'll sweat it off uh here pretty soon so i'm not too worried about it i still think he will be a nice probably rb1 for most of the year if you're training hard all off season, it's proven that uh, fat stores water better than lean muscle. So if he's really trying to go hard and work hard all off season, it kind of makes sense to come in a little bit fatter, doesn't it? 
Yeah, that's just science, I think. So. Yeah, I I have <laughs> I have a degree, not in that. <laughs> we'll take your word for it. All right, let's uh get this thing fired up. Ready? Do it. Starting I'm nervous. The draft. All right, Bam. we had Dalvin Cook go at the <laughs> one spot, one 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 oh one, and then Christian McCaffrey at the one oh two. Wow. So I just get Jonathan Taylor the third spot? Are you, you kidding me? son of a bitch. Okay. Like, that's an easy decision. Okay. He should be the first overall. Goddamn. Right, we're moving fast now. But <laughs> before okay. we get even further, y'all should mute your laptops yeah, so we don't get that sound every time our pick comes up or whatever. So a little review. Dalvin Cook went at the 101. Christian McCaffrey, the 102. Tyler, of course, went with Jonathan Taylor there at the 103. If that happens in your drafts, you should certainly be taking <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Um, Derek Henry then went at the 104. Um, and then Cooper Cup at the 105, which is interesting. I, I think that debate at the number four spot can be had for Cooper Cup just because I think he's... Would you take a receiver that early? I mean, it's five still seems... It could be early for a receiver a little bit. I mean, you have... Yeah. You know, like a Najee Harris or an Austin Eckler there, too, I would, which I would lean Najee myself. But. I, if I'm going to go running back, I'll probably go Derrick Henry at the four, but I really think Cooper Cup might be worth it. Um, he's just such a difference maker. I think he's going to have another big year, honestly. I think we see a lot of the same things that we did last year. Why wouldn't we? Worked pretty well. We saw Robert Woods getting drafted ahead of Cooper Cup a lot last year. and. And from the get-go, it was clear that Cooper Cup was going to dominate the targets. And I don't think that changes a whole lot with Allen Robinson in town. Well, I think you're right. But that early in the first round, I mean, this is the time where you really choose like a uh, one of the few bell cow running backs. Sure. And, I, I, sure. I, and I'm definitely leaning more towards choosing a bell cow running back instead of choosing a wide receiver that high. I don't think Cooper Cup reproduces like he did last year. I mean... Well, I mean, he had arguably the greatest receiving season of all time yeah. so right so with that being said i want to take Najee harris at pick six in the first round the usage is ridiculous and it's i think it's undeniable especially with their quarterback situation right now yeah are we all in agreement that like Najee should be a, above austin eckler here uh it's close for me i think we i think there will be some regression in his targets um, just because Big Ben isn't there anymore, but I, I mean, I'm still okay with taking Najee um here instead of instead of Eckler. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm definitely on the Najee side over Austin yeah. Eckler right now. And guys, keep in mind too, we haven't done our own rankings yet, so we're kind of doing this on the fly, like first kind of initial thought what we're going here. Yeah, I mean, we've all loved Najee Harris. I feel like, and I, I, for me, it's just an inevitable choice. I'm gonna yeah. choose him right now. We'll see if Eckler goes right afterwards. Yep. Yep. Then you got Eckler at the 107. Travis Kelsey going in the first round at the 108. Oh my God. Justin Jefferson at the 109. Jamar Chase at the 110. Joe Mixon at the 111. Hmm. And now it is I. Before you pick, um, just the way that you're describing these picks for people that are like not familiar with mock drafting and doing drafts, you know, like 111 just means like round one, pick 11. Um, 
I might be like over explaining it at this point. But if, if you're not familiar with that term, you might be like, well, what's going on here? He's at the 111, you know, oh, Jamar Chase at the 110. I don't know. Do you guys see what I'm kind of saying? Yeah. Yeah. In case there's anybody who's, you know, they are truly new to fantasy this year for sure. Oh, man. I'm at a little bit of a. Uh... So basically, right now, James is in a pickle because it's like, do you pick running back and, re- yeah. and a receiver? You pick two receivers. Running back is tough because, like, the top guys left right now are, like, DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, um, a couple of other guys you can probably throw in there, too, but... Kamara. Kamar- yeah, Kamara's there, which is... He's actually quite a ways down. I'm kind of surprised that way, but... Yeah, I, But then you have, like, two... You also have, like, top-tier receivers, too, right now. This is where the draft strategy comes in really interesting at the at the turn. Because this is, like, the perfect spot where you could try that zero running back strategy. I could. Man. This is hard because <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I'm trying to decide. I'm probably going to go wide receiver running back here just because I like Swift and I like Kamara. I'm trying to decide who I want out of those two. And then I'm trying to decide who I want out of Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs. That's kind of my, and I'm almost leaning Diggs here just because he is like, I mean, I know Devontae is the bona fide number one in, in Las Vegas, but there's other guys there. Stephon Diggs feels more like a just a dominant target hog for the Bills next year. Even though I know Gabe Davis is getting a bunch of hype, and I just don't think Gabe Davis is going to be that influential as as people think. I don't think he's going to have as big of a year as people think. But I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Adams here, and then. From what you just said, you're gonna choose Adams over Diggs. Yeah, yeah, I know. It kind of he's a he's a Packer at heart. Still, come on now. I was gonna say you're really just gonna shit on him that bad just because of the change of quarterback. Um, I mean, I think there's gonna be some regression. I think there's other weapons there. You know, outside of like in Green Bay, it was the Adams show. I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot else there for Rodgers to really work with. And I just think Waller, you know, is such a weapon and Hunter Renfro that they're going to have to get those guys involved. But, yeah, this is tough, man, because I kind of want to go no RB and just see what happens. But I think I, I think I got to go Alvin here for me. Okay. Alvin Kamara. Um, I think at that value, you can't go it's, wrong. You're yeah. talking about a guy that was in the top four five the last how many drafts that many years he's gonna dominate the offense and i think it's a relatively better team than you know swift on the on the lines right now gotcha okay well we got trey back up here at at a pick so, seven in round two let's hit the guys that the computer picked up yeah so after i went alvin kamara uh the two one uh stefan diggs and you you chose Devontae Adams at the end of the first, 112. Yep. And then I went Alvin Kamara at the 201. And then Stefan Diggs at the 202. Uh, Tyreek Hill at the 203. Then DeAndre Swift at the 204. CeeDee Lamb, 205. Nick Chubb at the 206. And now Trey is back up at the 207. Do you guys think Swift is a first-round running back? I think um, he could be. Yeah, I think at the end of the first round. I, yeah. I'm okay with taking him at the 12 spot. And I was considering that, but with Alvin Kamara still there, uh, I went with um, the better player, in my opinion. 
Did you guys already run through the computer picks? We did. We I just forgot. Did that. So <laughs> I'm in a weird. I, I was too busy looking at this because I'm in a horrible spot right now. This is why the middle of dra- the draft sucks. If you're in the middle of the picks, and I'm at pick six, like right now with the computer suggesting to me, which you know obviously something you should just take with a grain of salt. Either Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, Debo Samuel, Saquon Barkley, Javante Williams, AJ Brown. I mean, I'm not going to take a quarterback this early. I'm not going to take a tight end this early. I'm not going to take Debo Samuel. Well, I might. I don't know. (laughs) Javante Williams is in a split carry situation. Saquon Barkley coming off of those injured seasons. Obviously, Big Irby really likes him. And then A.J. Brown is in a new situation. He also has Javante Smith on the other side now. And Dallas Godare. And it's a very run-heavy offense. Yeah, we still don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be able to be a prolific quarterback himself. Right, so it's kind of like, it's it's really confusing me at this point. And then after that, you have Aaron Jones and Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to draft Kyle Pitts in the second round. There's no fucking way. Well, not when you have Mark Andrews there, but yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. It, no, yeah, Mark Andrews, for me, is way above Kyle Pitts in terms of how I view them finishing this year. It's just interesting what the landscape is right now that I'm looking at. I mean, and then you have Aaron Jones, and it's clear as day that um, A.J. Dillon is biting into his, you know, um, his, whatever you call it's it, playing time. Honestly, he's not just touches, touches playing time and, yeah, and playing everything. Time, yeah, yeah. So it's honestly right now, I'm I'm really leaning like either Saquon Barkley or Debo Samuel. But the Debo Samuel offseason stuff is kind of concerning to me. The fact that he's really emphasizing that he doesn't want to be used as a running back that much anymore. Except he was at San Francisco uh, minicamp today. He is not holding out, unlike DK Metcalf, who is holding out now. Right. Correct. Rightfully so, DK Metcalf, but that's a that's a different discussion. Yeah, I'm just saying, like he he's there at camps. I mean, he's participating, so that's a good sign. You also have Mike Evans sitting there, who maybe a little too early for him, but he's got a good chance of getting double digit touchdowns. He's going to give you up and down weeks, but Especially, he's going to give you really big up weeks. And you do have Chris Godwin, you know, coming off the injury. Still, he might yeah. not be ready at the beginning of the season. Russell Gage is also there, and I think. If anyone would really know this, it'd probably be James. Uh, like Mike Evans can really burn you. I mean, you basically said it up and down weeks. I'm not going to draft someone in the second round who's going to have up and down weeks. Yeah, I, I need. I think I the need argument solid there players. is just he can give you really big weeks, but you know, I don't know. It's it's your team. <laughs> and it's also like Fat Fournette. Yeah, Fat Fournette, <laughs> Fatty Fournette. He's, like, <laughs> He's eating too <laughs> many touchdowns. <laughs> Ah, man. There's some different ways you can go. That's why the middle sucks here. I. Now you are running out of time, though. We are down under a minute for your pick to come in. I see the clock. It's like the first round of the NFL draft. I'm going to use every (laughs) second. Do, 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 do. Here it goes, boys. I'm drafting Saquon. Oh, no, my heart's broken. All right, so Trey took Saquon at the 207. Mark Andrews went right after him at the 208. I like Mark Andrews in the second round, honestly. I think yeah. I think he could finish as the tight end one this year over Kelsey. Um, so I think you're getting good value in the second round. Josh Allen then went after him at the 209, and now Big Irby's up at the 210. How do you guys feel about drafting Josh Allen? Or really just a quarterback I, in general in the second round. I mean, Josh Allen after the season last like three seasons he's really put up now. I think you can justify it. I still personally would not make that decision. Um, I think there's too much depth at the quarterback position to make 
to take him over, you know, a top flight receiver or running back. But, you know, I think you can make the argument. It, it's slim pickings this year from the mock drafts I've been doing. Like once, once you get past like really the point where I was just at in the middle of the second round, it becomes such a crapshoot. Everything's up in the air. I would just feel weird drafting a quarterback that early just because you really got to get some for sure hitters, which is kind of contradictory because I just drafted Saquon Barkley who has not been for sure at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but you convinced me with, you know, with Dave all being there. I do. I think Saquon has is a very big bounce back candidate this year. So I'm I'm gonna ride with him one more season. Apparently, I am too. <laughs> All right. So I'm on the clock now. We're at pick uh, two ten. And you know, it's just kind of the same thing. Like you go running back, receiver here. Um, I think. I mean, for running backs, you have Javante, Aaron Jones, Fabernet, Ezra <laughs> Um But on the receiver side, you have Debo. I think at this point, I can't like. Debo's too good of a player to pass up this late in the draft. So, I agree. I think he's a, a tier above some of these other guys. Um, so, Tyler takes Debo at the 210. Right after that, Javante Williams goes at the 211. Kyle Pitts at the 212. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at the 301. That's the pretty turn. rich. That is a little rich. Um, and then we got A.J. Brown. Um at the 302. Now Tyler's back up at the 303. Yeah, Pat Mahomes, uh, I already talked about this in like the last few podcasts. It's This is not the year. D- don't rely on all the previous performances. I, I really think it's like him being drafted in the third round, which it seems like he's going in in a lot of places, that's wild to me. You're really genuinely screwing yourself if you do that. Yeah, and that's, you know, name value right it's it's Patrick Mahomes like we all know what kind of quarterback he is he's an an incredible quarterback um you know but again you don't want to associate name value with where you're drafting because you could end up reaching on guys that might have a bit of a regressed year um in terms of production there's a lot of changes in the receiving core. Travis Kelsey is still there, but teams are obviously going to focus on shutting him down. So Patrick Mahomes is still going to have a good year, but I don't think you have to take him at the beginning of the third. Who are you going now, Tyler, at the 303? Um, so this is where I've got, you know, I have one running back, one receiver on my team. And this is where we start to get really thin at running back. And receiver are, have you know traditionally always been more, much more depth there. So... I'm definitely taking a running back here because after this pick, I know when, by the time it comes back to me, there's going to be like no really good running backs you can play left. So now i got to decide between a few guys that are all have kind of iffiness to them. You have Aaron Jones, which we spoke about. You know, It's basically almost splitting carries at this point. We have Fat Fournette. Um, <laughs> I hope that sticks. <laughs> we have Zeke, and that's, you know, we don't know what Zeke's going to do. He's been unhealthy for most of the year. Uh, the last few years, like, often. He's, you know, a bunch of nagging injuries. Tony Pollard's on his way up. You have Antonio Gibson, who has been inconsistent, mostly because he gets inconsistent play, playing time, and that doesn't seem to change coming this year. They even said it's going to fluctuate from week to week. And you have a guy like Cam Akers, who has a ton of upside. Kind of in a committee, though, so it's hard to say. Didn't look great. When he came back, I mean, he was coming back off of a, you know, he tore his ACL late in like uh, just right before training camp and Achilles, still came back. Right? Or Achilles, Achilles. Well, yeah, it was Achilles, yeah. yeah. And he did that right before training camp happened and still came back for the playoffs, which is really impressive. 
and I think he's the highest ceiling guy um, out of the kind of the ones I'm looking at. But he does seem a little more a little more boomer bust for my taste right now. So I think I'm gonna take Fat Fournette. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I, I would probably do the same. It'd be between Jones and but Fournette. But interesting for enough, that interesting enough though, Cam Akers went the pick after. So yeah. Before Jones, so Tyler went uh, Leonard Fournette at the three hundred three. Cam Akers then went at the three hundred four, and then Aaron Jones went at the three hundred five. And now Trey is up. He's got Najee Harris and Saquon Barkley already. What will he do? I'm so stuck in like the old school thinking. Like I don't follow it anymore, but it still sticks with me that I should just draft another running back. <laughs> Stack them backs. You could. I mean, you you have to consider your flex position still. So, you know, a third running back isn't the worst thing in the world here. Right. And especially if they're an RB1, like I'm looking at Zeke right now, and he's definitely very, very, very enticing to me. But since I'm in the middle of the round, you know, I have to look ahead, you know, 10 picks or so to see, like, who's going to go in front of them by the time it comes back around to me. And I, I think I'm really leaning towards like drafting another running back. Yeah. And kind of bank on the depth of the wide receiver position. Yeah, just because it's so deep at this point. And uh, we've talked about like tight ends a little bit before. I, there, there's some people that I, I like later in the draft, so I'm not really worried about drafting a tight end right now if it's not you know, Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, who are going a little bit too high for my liking. Yeah. I don't hate Kittle here, honestly, though, either. If you're, if you're you know, talking about another tight end. Yeah, obviously a bunch of upside with Kittle, but I'm still worried about quarterback. His, his yeah. quarterback situation and the injury history. Like you know Kittle's gonna miss some some games. Like it's almost True. guaranteed. I mean he's questionable right now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean Antonio Gibson is almost like recommended to me and I think that's that's pretty funny. Like would would you guys take take him in my position? That seems laughable to me. I would probably go receiver here if I were you, but Again, running backs are. Um, I mean, if you're set on a running back, I'd almost prefer uh, like a David Montgomery, only because you know the consistency is going to be behind him. He's the, he's the workhorse back there, which is hard to say in most um, for most teams. So he's going to get his touches. I, I'm honestly like, all the way there with you. I was I'm like ninety percent David Montgomery right now. And like ten percent Zeke, I'm already just from looking about with the turn coming back to me. The receivers that are projected to go before my turn comes around are Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, Keenan Allen, and Mike Evans. And I just think there are other wide receiver ones I can get better value with. Uh, Mike Evans inconsistent. Keenan Allen is definitely very nice, but I would rather have him be like my wide receiver too, which sounds crazy because his ADP his ADP is so high right now. T. Higgins, I'm not going to draft him behind Jamar Chase. I do like him, though. It's just not in the third round. I'm not going to take him. Deontay Johnson is someone I honestly, if I was going to take a wide receiver right now, I'd probably take Deontay Johnson. But with that being said, Tyler, you basically jumped the gun on me with this, (laughs) especially with Justin Fields taking the helm this year in Chicago, up in that snowy, windy city where they're going to have to be running the ball anyways with a quarterback that they're kind of unsure of. I'm going with David Montgomery, and so now I have three running backs in the first three rounds. Yeah, and right. that, that is an old school like way of thinking about it, but I don't think it's necessarily wrong in the position you're in. Wow. 
Uh, okay, so David Montgomery goes at the 306 to Trey. Then T. Higgins right after him at the 307. Keenan Allen at the 308. Uh, George Kittle, 309. Antonio Gibson at the 310. And then Justin Herbert at the 311. And now I am up at the 312. And Zeke is still on the board. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Look, top 10 finish in the last five years, even with his, like, somewhat bad production last year still finished top 10 whether it's standard or ppr that is correct and that leaves me in an interesting situation here because i definitely do need another running back um in one of these two picks i was thinking i'd be going james connor for sure uh because he's still there and i think he can have a a big year even with daryl williams getting signed i still think james connor has that top five running back potential, in my opinion. Um, that's your opinion, man. Mike Evans is hey, still on the board, Hey, that's just like your too. opinion, man. <laughs> oh, man. I th- uh, uh, that should be brought up, though. Mike Evans, uh, what, his ADP is 29, and right now we're at pick... 312. Yeah, so that'd be um, thirty-six. Yeah, pick thirty-six, which is interesting that he's 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 definitely falling right now, <clears throat> a little bit. That inconsistency is scary to me. It really it really is. Like when we're this high in the in the draft, what what like after this round, honestly, I'm like I'm okay with taking guys who are somewhat inconsistent, but it, it's been proven throughout his career. But I will say this too, as of right now, Gronk hasn't resigned. There's a strong chance he won't. You have Godwin coming off the injury, who might not be ready to begin the season. Tom's got to throw the ball to somebody. I feel like a lot of that's going to go to Mike Evans. I understand the Russell Gage thing, but I'm not exactly sold on Russell Gage being a wide receiver two here. No, he's not a wide receiver two, but Godwin's going to come back. Uh, I think his like projected uh, comeback time is like week six or something like that. So let's just say it plays out like that. Godwin comes back week six. Russell Gage, let's just say he does three quarters of what Antonio Brown did as the third receiver. Um. I feel like that's a lot. That's a lot of expectation on Russell Cage. Antonio Brown's an elite receiver, even at this stage of his career. I mean, he, he was doing some pretty decent things. But Russell Gage is definitely he's definitely worthy of fulfilling that role, and like probably not being as explosive, but he's gonna be a, he's gonna be the third receiver, and he's gonna be pretty decent, in my opinion. So, I mean, after week six, let's say Godwin comes back, yeah, you have a a top a top ten receiver for six weeks, but once everything fills out and the season goes on. The playoffs come around. Mike Evans falls back into that inconsistency again. I'll, I'll tell you what. I do like Mike Evans more this year than I did last year. Um, right now on my team, I have Devontae Adams, Alvin Kamara. I think I'm going to fill out my running back room here. Um, you know, looking at it from like a tier perspective, I think James Conner and Ezekiel Elliott are a tier above kind of the rest of the running backs left. And... So I think I'm gonna go James Conner, the three twelve, and then oh, I'm gonna do it Zeke spicy. Oh shit! Okay, you can get Zeke at the beginning of the fourth round. I mean, interesting because like now you're you're waiting a long ways back to come back for another to get pick up another receiver. You know, yeah, so. there's a lot of receivers and there, are. and I need you know a wide receiver too. I got Devonte to lead my team there, so. I think I can find some really good value in receivers later on. Yeah. Like I said, I think running back falls off a cliff after this. There's a couple guys I like, but coming all the way back, you know, um, at the end of the fifth round, there's not going to be a whole lot of pickings there. So I like to get three solid running backs and 
and get and find some depth at receiver later. So right after I took Zeke, uh, Mike Evans goes at the 402. Then Josh Jacobs at the 403. Uh, J.K. Dobbins at the 404. D.K. Metcalf at the 405, who's holding out. And Darren Waller at the 406. And now Trey's back up again at the 407. Am I wrong by thinking that um, obviously Zeke in the beginning of the fourth is great value, but I mean, Josh Jacobs and J.K. Dobbins, they're pretty good values in the beginning of the fourth round. Yeah, sure. I I think so too, but I think, you know, Zeke is still like, they still view him as the bell cow running back. He's going to get a lot of goal line touches for my third running back. You know, it's someone I can throw my flex. That's, leading going to lead a team in, in terms of rushing as long as he's healthy and productive and everything but at the four, in the fourth round I, I just think that it's too valuable there for a guy that's probably going to finish top 10 well, i'm not saying you should have drafted him but it's interesting at the beginning of the fourth round there's still these guys who could be bell cows yeah. available i mean jk dobbins i mean th- these are up in the air almost as much as zeke because of uh you know the injury to jk dobbins i had him out all last year josh jacobs basically being hobbled the entire year last year but if these guys get healthy and get back to their previous form, just like Zeke, I mean, arguably, uh, you know, top two round picks. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would still like in my rankings probably have Zeke um, in a tier right above them in terms of running backs. Right. Yeah. But yeah. You got so you have three running backs now. We're at the 407. You have Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery. What are you thinking here? Deontay's still on the board. Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Mari Cooper, Waddle. <laughs> we know it's not going to be Amari Cooper. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be Amari Cooper. Yeah, you guys know how I feel about Amari Cooper. I'm not going to draft him in the fourth round, especially as my wide receiver one, which really once we get this late in the draft, to me, um, my next three receivers that I do draft whenever it does happen – It'll be a toss-up to me who's really going to be like my wide receiver one slash two because we're kind of in that gray area now. And I love Deontay Johnson as a wide receiver one, but I drafted Najee Harris in the first round. And I am a fan of stacking players on certain offenses. I'm not sure about stacking players on the Steelers offense, but with the landscape that I'm in right now, like you said, Terry McLaurin's available, um, DJ Moore... Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is kind of interesting to me, but I just don't feel like taking him that high because the wide receiver room is so deep. Chris Godwin's going to be out for the you know the first part of the season. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson. I think that's a smart pick. You need a wide receiver one. You need someone that's you know going to lead their team in receiving. So yeah, I would probably do the same. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Picked him. <laughs> So Deontay Johnson goes at the 407 to trade. Then we have Terry McLaurin at the 408. Jerry Judy at the 409. And now Tyler Big Irby is back up at the 410. I'm a little upset that Judy went right before me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, that's kind of the guy I was eyeballing here. Um, only because, like, DJ Moore, he quietly does a good job, but it's so inconsistent. It bothers the hell you. Plus, we don't know what's really happening in the quarterback position in Carolina still. Amari's insane. Amari will have a great year as long as Deshaun plays the entire season. That's up for up in the air, so it's hard to say. Jalen Waddle's interesting. He's I, not going to. I don't think yeah. he is either, but it's you not know. hard to say. Um, 
Jalen Waddle's interesting because I think we know what he can be in this offense as like the short guy and you know the yak guy. And even with the addition of Tyreek Hill, I'm not sure how much his role changes in the offense. Even though it's a new, I know it's a new offense, but I think they kind of know what what he is with you know, or McDaniel's knows what he is. So that's interesting to me. I don't know. It's uh this is where it starts to get really hard because there's also a couple running backs that you could take here with that have potential and to give you depth there. I do pick again in just a few picks, so I think I'm gonna lean towards a running back here. To again, kind of give me more, better depth there, and then you know, as James said earlier, like rely on the depth of the wide, of the wide receiver position to kind of fill out the rest of the, the roster there. So, with all that being said, that means we're looking at some guys that are not—they're not established yet. You have you know, Brees Hall, top rookie running back available. Travis Etienne, who was a top running back last year as a rookie, didn't play the whole season. And James Robinson is still there. James Robinson is still there. And, you know, it's a new offense there, too. So those are interesting. You have Elijah Mitchell, who did establish himself last year as, like, kind of the bell cow for the Niners, but... It's the Niners. It's the Niners. <laughs> oh, boy. And, and Brees Hall, though, they uh, playing for the Jets. Michael Carter is still there. Yeah. And uh, I really like Michael Carter, but that's just my own opinion. Obviously, with Brees Hall in the picture, it really, it really fucks up what he's going to do in fantasy football. But yeah, that's a tough decision. I think I'm going to go with Brees Hall here. I like the upside, and I think ultimately his, I think ultimately his talent is going to make it to where Michael Carter is not as big of a deal um, down the second half of the season. And me and you are both really betting, oh, I guess all of us, really, we're really betting on getting some receivers later in the draft. At this point in time, all of us have one wide receiver. Like, Irby drafted Debo in the second, Tyler dra- or Tyler. <laughs> James drafted uh, Devontae at the end of the first, and I just have Deontay Johnson that I drafted in the fourth round. Yeah, so Tyler gets his third running back, Brees Hall at the 4-10, and then DJ Moore goes right after that at the 4-11, Travis Etienne at the 4-12, Michael Thomas at the 5-01, and then Jalen Waddle at the 5-02. So now Tyler's back on the clock. Yeah, and with this pick, I'm definitely leaning towards receiver here. Um, you know, I got to get, get that second guy at this point. Uh, Amari Cooper, I'm definitely not going for just because of the quarterback situation. We know Godwin's probably going to miss some time. And then it comes down. Actually, this is an easy this, for me. It's an easy decision. I'm going Michael Pittman. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I would have done. Um, he's the only like true number one receiver that's left right now. Every other guys are number twos or they are missing time. Like you have DeAndre Hopkins still, but he's suspended for the first six weeks of the season. So uh, Michael Pittman here. That's actually a pretty easy decision for me. He showed such good flashes his rookie year. Just there just wasn't any consistency. So I, I'm definitely I like the oh my god Allen Robinson right afterwards. Fuck. So Michael Pittman <laughs> ah. at the five oh three to Tyler. Uh, then yeah, Allen Robinson went right after him at the five oh four. Then Chris Godwin at the five oh five. Now stinky fingers up at the five oh six. And you got Amari Cooper sitting there. <laughs> this is bullshit. I was eyeing Allen Robinson the instant you were talking about Michael Pittman. I'm like okay, I'm gonna get Allen Robinson but apparently not. There he goes. Just like in any draft, get your hopes high on one player. You better have a backup, and I did not have one. I'm not going to draft another running back. I think my running backs are set. At this point, I'm basically drafting like boomer bust running backs later in the draft or um, 
maybe a cuff. I don't know. I, who would be a cuff for my running backs I have right now? Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery. What do you think? There literally isn't a cuff. So Like Khalil Herbert, maybe, but not even. Yeah, or David no, Montgomery. No, there's not even really a cuff. Yeah, so I might have kind of fucked myself with the running backs. I can't even get, get, get a cuff for them later on in the draft. Well, you can get a cuff. Like, I mean, it's fifth round. I think you're looking uh, way too early in the in the draft to be looking for a cuff. I don't know. I'm just. I'm not going to get it right now. But what I'm saying, I'm just kind of looking ahead right now because the wide receiver landscape is looking a little rough. I mean, I don't have a tight end yet, and we're we're getting into that area where I do like to draft tight ends. And right now, uh, T.J. Hawkinson's available. Dalton Schultz. Dallas Goder. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I'm looking. Who will it be? I'm looking way deep at that point. Uh, I could probably wait for a lot of those players besides uh, T.J. Hawkinson, who's probably projected to go in this uh, fifth round, some sometime soon. For me, the quarterbacks <clears throat> come into like Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray are typically still available here, um, which they are, and they are in this mock draft, and I think they should. You know they'll probably go after if you don't take one of them. I almost assume um, they they'll both get, go before they get to go. you. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's where I'm leaning. I might be leaning towards quarterback right now. I mean, you didn't talk about Joe Burrow, who's also around the same ADP area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I'm choosing between those three, it's probably it's between Kyler and Lamar, honestly. But right, for me. the running ability. Yeah. Yep, and we talked about it plenty of times on this podcast. Like quarterbacks the rushing ability it's almost like a cheat code Jalen Hurst is a perfect example last year not that great of a passer but he was getting a ton of r- rushing points yep. and basically end up as a top five quarterback yeah exactly so like uh, if one of those guys fell to me it would be an automatic pick but I know they won't so uh, yeah they're not going to bro because I'm going to pick one of them <laughs> so um <clears throat> I honestly right now I'll probably pick, I'll probably pick Lamar Jackson and what really kind of boosts it for me is um he is he he's waiting for uh contract negotiations. So I really feel like this year he's really really going to try to do something special and prove himself. Obviously there's a bunch of naysayers about him as far as passing the ball things like that. So I'm going to just put my tag on him and take the first quarterback out of all three of us. Take Lamar Jackson in the middle of the 5th. Yeah, I think you're getting good value there. So Lamar Jackson goes at the 506, then Amari Cooper at the 507, Elijah Mitchell at the 508, uh, Cortland Sutton at the 509, TJ Hawkinson at the 510, DeAndre Hopkins at the 511. Do you guys think that's too early for DeAndre? I was just thinking that. I mean, missing six games. That you're banking on him having a huge second half of the season. And like, the obviously it's computer picking, but like around that computer only has one running back. So, yeah, and then and they have two receivers and a quarterback. And then the Hopkins, you know, is on your bench for at least six weeks. Right. So I don't know if I'd take him this early. Um, honestly, give me the same question in a round if he was still available. I think it'd be a different conversation, but it's tough. So for can me, I, can I touch on Hopkins real quick? Sure. Or are we, are we moving on? Or were you going to talk about? I was going to move on, but. Go for it. Oh, it feels like the opposite of Mike Evans to me, honestly. Mike Evans is someone who's going to win you games early in the season. DeAndre Hopkins is someone who's going to help you win games towards the end of the season, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my team right now, I have Devontae Adams, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I just said if Kyler or Lamar fell to me, I would probably be taking them. So these two picks are kind of easy for me. I obviously need another receiver. 
And I like Kyler Murray here. I like the value. So I'm going to take Kyler Murray at the 512. And then I'm actually going to go for my second receiver. I'm going to go Mike Williams. Big big money Mike Williams um, attached to Justin Herbert. We saw what he could do on those big games last year where he was absolutely crushing it and then things kind of fell off a cliff. But they they signed him to a big contract. They obviously want him there. They want him involved. Um, he's a, a great player. So I like him as my wide receiver too after getting three running backs and a quarterback. Mike and, Evans 2.0 is Mike Williams. Yeah, and I'll take that in, in my wide receiver too. Give me those big games, um, you know, and – I hope the three running backs can kind of bolster my team in the two running back spots in the flex, and then I get those big boosted games out of Mike Williams. Um, I like that setup, and then of course Kyler Murray, one of you know one of the most valuable fantasy quarterbacks out there. Um, I like that. So after I chose Mike Williams at the six oh one, Clyde Edwards Alaire went at the six oh two, then Joe Burrow. At the 603, uh, Damian Harris at the 604, Miles Sanders at the 605, and then Marquise Hollywood Brown at the 606. And now Trey is back on the board. He still only has one wide receiver. He's got Najee, he's got Saquon, he's got David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, Lamar Jackson. What are you thinking here? And the reason I waited to take uh, wide receivers earlier earlier in the draft it's because there, there's still plenty of guys available who i well kind of keep to myself you guys probably are already aware anyways um th- that are still available to be drafted and um those wide receiver one guys they're more than capable of being you know your wide receiver two wide receiver one fantasy wise so with that being said i'm going to take a little bit of a reach here not technically a reach. I don't think he'd be available when I come back around here because I'm like 10 picks away. I'm in the middle of the goddamn draft. Just no man's land. <laughs> but I'm going to reach for one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy football, Brandon Cooks. Interesting. Okay. Wow. That's not where I was expecting you to go. Where did you think I was going to go? Honestly, I was, I was, when you said most consistent, I was thinking Thielen. Oh, he's very consistent, yeah. But I like Brandon Cooks more. Okay. I what what he did last year with um why am I forgetting his name Davis yeah, Mills yeah with Davis Mills at the helm and it seems like they're rolling with Dave, Davis Mills again they are yep. it, yeah. it can only get better and uh, I'll look it up here in a second but yeah I'm gonna take Brandon Cooks right now honestly I like that pick I like that value right there I mean Brent, he, Brandon he, Cooks fix, finished at twenty in standard twenty in PPR last year yeah people shy away just because it's Houston and and whatnot but you know. To get a guy that's a vocal point of the offense, the wide receiver one in the sixth round, who's going to get a ton of targets, yeah. And you need a you need a consistent wide receiver two. I like that. I'll put an asterisk on it. If this was a standard league and if we didn't put receptions into play, I would not have taken him. But it's half PPR, sure. so it's going to add another three points a game for him. Um. So right after Brandon Cooks goes at the six oh seven to Trey, AJ Dillon goes at the six oh eight, and then Kenneth Walker at the six oh nine, and now Tyler Big Herbie's back up at the six ten. Yo, can we talk about how the computer literally? <laughs> there are two running backs that draft the one that drafted AJ Dillon. They drafted AJ or Aaron Jones. Yeah, so that's their, <laughs> that's their two running backs. <laughs> Just got the whole backfield for the Packers. Yeah. Oh man. 
I think both those guys have potential to finish. Um, you know, I think AJ Dillon can finish in the top 24. Um, I think he's going to get some more playing time and obviously Aaron Jones is going to be involved in the passing game. So I don't hate it. Honestly, you know, I kind of stabilizes, uh, at least your running backs a little bit, you know, you, you know, you're always going to have an RB one in green Bay. Um, if one of them goes down or, or whatever. All right. Is it, it's a little interesting to me that Kenny, that Kenneth Walker is still going ahead of Rashad Penny here. Um, I mean, also we don't know how that back was going to play out, but that seems that's weird. I think when we get clo- get you know into training camp, we'll have a better idea of how that how the carries are going to shake out there. But interesting. Um, for myself, you know, I have three running backs, two wide receivers. Um, I still like the receiver depth here, and there is Dalton Schultz is still available, which is interesting. Um, we're about seven or eight picks over his ADP at this point. So it's decent value there, but I don't know if I love Dalton Schultz this year. And there's some other guys on the list there that I think I would think will do just as well. So I think I'm going to go back to the receiver position. And so do I want to go with guys that have like high upside, the consistency rate? Um, obviously, they're not going to be my weekend weekend start at this point when I have Debo and Michael Pittman. So, hmm. I'm basically picking between Amon Ra, St. Brown, Traylon Burks, and Adam Thielen. Uh, Amon Ra, it seems like a risk. Someone that we loved on this podcast last year. Totally killer end of the season. But, I mean, the, the landscape is going to happen bit. again. Yeah, it's so hard to say how if he's going to be able to replicate that in the in Detroit's offense. Well, so much has changed. TJ Hawkinson's back. Um, who else are they bringing in Detroit? Jameson Williams is there now. They brought Swift a, is back. Swift who is missed back. a lot of the year. But they brought in a, a veteran receiver also. Um, yeah, they did. Let me look it up real quick here. So really, well, I guess not really veteran, but they brought in DJ Shark, who yeah. we know has had horrible seasons, but we know he's capable. He has potential. You know, seeing that this, you know, it's not a keeper league. It's not a, a dynasty league. It's a, it's a redraft league. So I think with that being said, I think I'm going to take the consistency that Adam Thielen has. Yeah, I think I'd go Thielen as well in that situation. Uh, so Thielen goes to Tyler at 6'10", then Traylon Burks at the 6'11", Amon Ross St. Brown goes to the 6'12", and then Garrett Wilson at the 701. Dallas Goder at 702. And, and now, now Dalton Schultz is actually still available. Now Dalton Schultz is still available. I think in the 7th round at the 7'3 spot, I mean... I don't think I can get much better value out of a tight end position. I'm going to go with Dalton, even though I, I still think there's guys like Zach Ertz or Dawson Knox or Pat Fryermuth. Obviously, we talked about Pat yeah. potentially jumping up there. The Muth. The Muth. Um, but, I mean, Dalton Schultz, we saw what he was last year. I can super rely on his position within the offense that you know the Cowboys have versus Dawson Knox was a little more up and down when it came to his, his usage. Um, Fryermuth has the you know, up in the air, quarterback situation, Zach Ertz. I think we have, who's coming back off of injury that they had last year. So like he's going to, you know, get some things taken away. So I think I'm going to go with, with Schultz here. Ah, I don't blame you. I was probably going to take him if he came right back around to me. Dalton Schultz goes to Tyler at the 703, then Drake London at the 704, Jalen Hurts at the 705, and now Trey's up at the 706. 
How do you guys feel about Drake London going in the seventh? That's the first Atlanta receiver coming off the board. Yeah, feels a little spicy just because I'm not totally sold on the quarterback situation there in Atlanta. But, you know, I, I don't hate it, I guess. But I probably wouldn't do it myself. First Atlanta player coming off the board. Like, no, Devontae no, Smith is, gone. is still on the, oh, yeah, on the board. Yep. I, I don't know. There's other players that I think I would have went if I wanted to go receiver. Elijah Moore is still there. Devontae Smith. But that's just me. Who are you going with, Trey? Ah, uh, man. At this point in the draft is when I'm really looking for receivers. My running backs, I think, are set to me. Um, I don't like to start three running backs every week anyways. So like having a running back in your flex, I think, kind of – uh, sets you up for a bad season. I just like to have that uh, extra option. Who it is. <laughs> I mean, it depends. I, I don't think I have three running backs that you can start every week. It really depends on how Barkley plays. Um, Najee Harris and Montgomery, to me, honestly, I, I think I could start them every week. It's really up boomer bust for Barkley. So at this point, like, I'm not really looking for like a backup running back. And like we talked about earlier, there's not really any cuffs for him. So I'm really looking at receivers right now, possibly tight ends, but there are people that I that I'm eyeing later in the draft for tight end. As you guys know, I love me some tight ends, and I, I will gladly wait for those guys. And right now, I'm looking at Darnell Mooney. <clears throat> I'm not going to draft Juju Smith, who is apparently up here in the in that Elijah Moore, Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk. Not going to do that. I, I, I want to do something wild here and once again um, stack some players, just like I did with Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. I drafted Lamar Jackson two rounds ago in the fifth round for the Ravens, and I want to draft Rashad Bateman. Ooh. It's a little spicy. I'm getting spicy. Yeah, I, I like Rashad Bateman. Alrighty, so Trey goes Rashad Bateman at that spot. Then Dak Prescott goes right after him at the 707. Russell Wilson at the 708. Aaron Rodgers at the 709. Little quarterback run there. Yeah, per- apparently the seventh rounds where quarterbacks are going. Kareem Hunt then goes at the 710. And Juju Smith-Schuster at the 711. Not getting a Slurpee. Well, at this point in the draft, there's been 10 quarterbacks taken. So there's only two teams that don't have them, including myself. Um, what is it? One, two, four, six. Yeah, so there's ten of them, and we're doing a twelve-team draft, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a quarterback either. Oh yeah, so it's me and you. We don't have a quarterback yet. So it, it kind of goes to show if you're confident in somebody, you could wait for them. But I mean, who are the quarterbacks are even available right now? Let's see. Tom. Oh, ooh, goddamn. Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson. Which I'm just gonna tell you right now. Do not do that. Don't do that to yourself. Cannot do it to yourself. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, like we talked about plenty of times, consistently, kind of like Adam Thielen in a way, consistently high finish in fantasy football. So you can wait for a quarterback. Yeah, so this this makes it interesting for me. Um, Again, I have three running backs, two receivers, and a quarterback right now. And some of the receivers still on the board that I would like to maybe fill out that room a little bit. There's still Darnell Mooney. Tyler Lockett, who's, you know, obviously a questionable quarterback situation, but Elijah Moore and Devontae Smith are still there as well. Uh, do I go tight end and take a shot on Dawson Knox here? It's 
It's a little rich for me. Cordell Patterson's still there. I like that you can put him in wide receiver or running back um, slots. And obviously he had a great start to the season last year, but then kind of fell off. People got film on him. I, I think the like it it's out on Cordova Patterson. Uh, would any of you rely on him this next season? I I would not personally. No, but I mean at this point it's also kind of filling out a bench spot, right? But I think I think I'm going to go Devonte Smith here. Um, I know that AJ Brown was traded to the Eagles. Uh, but I think it'll actually open things up a bit for Devontae Smith, uh, make things a little bit easier on him now that there's a significant threat on the other side of the field. Um, I think they can get really creative with getting Devontae Smith some more looks and targets. And then, yeah, man, this is, uh, gosh. And then I think I have to go Elijah Moore here. I mean, there's other wide receivers. Like I said, Darnell Mooney. I'm just not 100% sold on the Bears' offense right now. Uh, I mean, Elijah Moore, when he uh, he got injured the last four weeks of last season. <clears throat> Excuse me. Smoking too much lately. Messing my throat up. But... um. He had a a great run. Oh yeah! Like really, the Jets in general started figuring things out towards the last half of the season, and more than anybody, more than Michael Carter, who I really like, Elijah Moore is a person on their team who really showed so much promise once they started figuring things out. Yeah, I mean he he's an absolute stud, um, in my opinion. So I think I go Elijah Moore here over Tyler Lockett, which feels weird, but I just really don't. I just really don't like the quarterback situation in Seattle. I think it's going to be rough this year for the Seahawks. Um, and the Jets are on the up and up. I know Garrett Wilson is there now, but. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Or, or what? Garrett the, Wilson's the, the receiver. wide receiver. Oh, yeah. I was, gonna say, <laughs> I was like, wait. And yes, Zach Wilson is also there. He plays the Wilsons. <laughs> the Wilson to Wilson connection potentially. Wilson. Yeah, I'm gonna go Elijah Moore. I've been a big believer in him. I've got him like on all my dynasty rosters. Um I like Elijah Moore at the beginning of the eighth. And then Cordell Patterson went at the eight oh two, Tyler Lockett at the eight oh three, uh Devin Singletary went at the eight oh four, Darnell Mooney at the eight oh five, and then Tony Pollard at the eight oh six. Tony Pollard's good value at this point. Like, as we know, Zeke is definitely injury prone. Yeah, I thought about it just because I have Zeke on my team, but I still got two other running backs that I like. Um, And for me, it was, do I take, you know, another receiver that can really bolster that that room for me, or do I take a, a handcuff in Tony Pollard? I know he's one of the best backup running backs in the league right now, but... Uh, some say even better than Zeke already, and I guess that argument can be made, but um, for me, it's a little early. He's still hungry. He hasn't got his money. I'll make that argument. He's better than Zeke. Not better than Zeke. He'll be better fantasy-wise. But, I mean, Darnell Mooney in the eighth round, that's a great value. Could possibly be a wide receiver one. You never know what kind of strides Justin Fields is going to make in the offseason. We have to really pay attention to that. For sure. So who are you going here? 
You have three running backs, three receivers, a quarterback. I mean, this is the point in the draft where I'm just going to start stacking receivers probably. Um, I still don't have a tight end, and I'm eyeing tight ends at this point. It looks like most teams in our mock draft right now have a tight end already. Um, Jim, you don't have one, and two other of the computer teams don't have a tight end yet. I know who Tyler wants to fall to him. Well, Tyler... Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Well, Tyler drafted Dalton Schultz, so I don't think he'll take another tight end. No, I wasn't talking about tight ends. Uh, oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Hmm. But, so, I, I'm probably going to draft another wide receiver right here. Um, just to really... Wide receiver depth, to me, is so important. And once the season starts, you really can have... You have all these options to play with. And with... Ah, man. It's interesting. So, this is Brandon Ayuk, Hunter Renfro... Chris Olave, Gabriel Davis, Robert Woods, which I feel like people really are not talking about Robert Woods right now because the only person he's competing with um, is the rookie. Traylon Burks. Is Traylon Burks. And Robert Woods has been consistent throughout his entire career. Definitely a great value at this point in the draft. But I want to go with something that I think is pretty proven, especially since it's half PPR at this point. And I'm going to take. Third and Renfro. That's why I'm wearing my Raiders shirt. That's where I was thinking you were going. <laughs> going Hunter Renfro at the 807. Fill out the wide receiver room a little bit. Then Chris Olave went right after him at the 808. Dawson Knox at the 809. And now Big Herbie is up. All right. I wanted. Who did you think? Who do you think I wanted to fall here? It's Rashad Penny. Oh, okay. That's actually interesting. It's not. What? Yeah. It's close. But I do think that him and Kenny Walker will end up being pretty close in carries. And Rashad Penny with the injury history is a little scary. But I am looking at a different uh, different running back. I'm looking at Chase Edmonds here. Ah, you bastard. So, I mean, Chase Edmonds, he's in Miami. I know you have McDaniels there who likes to use committees from his San Francisco days. But, I mean, when I look at the roster, Chase Edmonds is like the by far the most talented running back on this roster. I see him being the number one guy getting the most of the carries. And when I'm seeing him as my fourth running back on this team right now, that's great value to me, and I'm I'm all over it. Fuck you. That's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking in my own mind. If he did come back, come back around to me on the turn. So Tyler goes Chase Edmonds at the 810. Tom Brady goes at the 811. James Cook goes at the 8. 8- 12 and then Gabriel Davis at the 901, Brandon Ayuk at the 902. Uh, Tyler's back up. Tom Brady in the eighth, great value. For sure. Yeah. He's always right there in the eighth round, or at least the last few years. And I think it's a great pick, especially if you don't have a quarterback yet. He's always fallen. Maybe it's just like the leagues that we play in, but he's always been available later in the draft as like someone you could draft after everyone made the little quarterback run. Yep. Yeah, I mean, people assume he's eventually going to fall off at this point. Like every year, quit, quit, den- quit denying or you know doubting what he's going to do. At this point, he is actually beating Father Time. Yeah. No, no one's ever done it before, but Tom Brady's winning. So, I think it's a great strategy to target him in the eighth round. You fill out your team with a bunch of studs, and then you you get a guy that you know is probably going to be a top ten quarterback pretty easily. Yeah. Um, with the ability to finish, uh, you know, even higher. So I like it. 
Who are you going here at the 903? All right, so I'm leaning back towards receivers now. Um, I have four running backs, and most of them I'm not going to carry more than four running backs on my team just because it gets pretty thin. So now I'm looking at you know a bunch of receivers, a couple guys like, like Robert Woods is available here who could be consistent, but he's in a new area, new team, new offense, right? So we're not sure what's going on there. So I think I'm going to lean towards somebody that has a ton of upside and a guy that I really like and is my leading candidate for rookie of the year. I'm taking Sky Moore. Ah, reach for the sky at 903. Sky Moore. Uh, Zach Ertz went right after him at the 904, um, which I think is good value for the tight end spot um, if you don't have a tight end yet. Robert Woods then at the 905 right after him and now Trey's up at the 906. Hey, sky's the limit. <laughs> Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> nah, I, I'm definitely about that, uh, the Skymore pick. You already know I like him. I got him in our in our Dynasty rookie draft. Yeah. I really like him a lot. Right now, I'm looking at tight end, and uh, Pat Firemuth is available, but it, it's not that certain for me. Um, there's a couple other guys I'm interested in a little bit later in the draft. So I might wait for tight end. I still, uh, I, I got three running backs, four wide receivers. At, at this point in the draft, you're kind of having fun with it. I, I feel like, and you can kind of just fill out your roster the way, like whoever's best available. And I, I think I really, I might take a risk on Rashad Penny. I really like him. If he does stay healthy and does what he does at the end of last year, then it might be the steal of the draft. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, might it be the steal be. of the draft. Middle of the ninth round. That that sounds great to me. I mean, could you imagine getting a top 10 running back in the ninth round? Like, you're probably winning your league. Yeah. I mean, other guys available right now. Matthew Stafford, uh, Pat Firemuth, like I said. Mike Jasicki, which we talked about him a little bit, is someone who is a great tight end. I personally love him so much. But he's more of a receiving tight end, and he's not going to be – on the field as much as other tight ends or top tight ends like Mark Andrews, Greg, uh, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, because he doesn't, uh, he's not that great at blocking. So he's someone I would try to pick up later in the draft. And hopefully like, his ADP really fucks it up. Honestly, someone I would like to get off the waiver wire. I'm not going to draft Mike, Mike Jasicki right now. Michael Carter splitting carries. Like I said, Rashad Penny projected number one, James Robinson splitting carries, Chase Claypool, I'm just not interested in him at all anymore. Deshaun Watson, probably not going to play this year. Melvin Gordon, splitting carries. It seems pretty clear-cut to me at this point that I'm just going to take Rashad Penny. All righty, so Rashad Penny goes to the 906. Matthew Stafford at the 907. Mike Kosicki at the 908. Pat Fryermuth at the 909. Deshaun Watson goes at the 910. And then Michael Carter at the 911. I'm surprised Deshaun would go that early. Um I, I don't think he's going to miss the entire season, like Trey says, but he's definitely going to miss some time. Um, if you take him late in, the, late in your draft and you're like your backup quarterback, you just want to stash him for a while, I'm okay with that strategy, but I'm not banking on him being my number one guy. Dude, his, his allegations keep popping up like car problems. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, turn your car on, and you're like, what the fuck is this light? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's always something different with this dude. I, it, why would you even take a risk with this guy? But to be fair, the team that drafted him already has Joe Burrow at number one. See? So it's not a bad strategy. Granted, I still think you could get Deshaun Watson later than the, ninth, than the end of the ninth round. 
I mean, it could be great. Uh, I could draft fodder or draft trade fodder later in the season if he doesn't end up playing and killing it. And you got Joe Burrow already. That's true. Either one you could put up for the trade for somebody who needs a quarterback, you know. And it'd be Watson for me every time because I'm not. I roll with a guy who doesn't get 68 massages by 68 different women. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in an interesting spot here. I'm looking at. Um, a couple of different players, you know, I'm really curious about James Robinson. I, apparently he has been running, um, still not participating in like team activities. Um, but he did take a notable step, um, in terms of being able to actually do some running, um, on that Achilles. It's still really questionable for me though. Cause like how many games will he miss? Um, but you're taking him here, you know, in the ninth round, end of the ninth round. I don't need him to play right away, obviously. Um, but then you also still have a player like Melvin Gordon sitting there who's going to be playing right away, probably split carries um, with Javante and was, you know, a fantasy producer last year. And I think it's a lot of the same this year. I mean, he did finish last season as an RB2. Right, exactly. So I think with that value, with the almost almost the guarantee, I know kind of how that offense is going to operate. I know relatively what Melvin Gordon's usage, usage is going to be. I'm going to take him here at the end of the ninth. Oh, I was going to say, though, different quarterback situation. Now they got Russ. Yeah, different quarterback They're gonna situation. They're going to throw the ball a lot more. I'm, I'm really curious how it's going to play out between them and between Melvin and Javante. Yeah. Um, and then I'm actually going to look for some upside here, and I'm going to go with the boy at wide receiver. Christian Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take my shot here on Christian Watson, you know, a guy that could potentially be Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver next year. Give me that upside um, in the 10th round. But before we move on from Christian Watson, um, how do you feel about all the offseason news that Romeo Dubs, Dubs? I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Romeo Dubs, yeah. Romeo Dubs. You got uh, them Dubs. Uh, I like him. He's standing out yeah. already um, more that, than Watson. That's why I took him in uh, our dynasty because um, I like the tape a lot. I like the player. I think he will fit well within their scheme. Um, again, he's a rookie, so we'll have to see what happens and you know, you can't put too much noise on <laughs> unpadded practices. Yeah. <laughs> training camp or OTAs. OTAs. Um, so I still think Christian Watson was is gonna get his opportunity to be the guy just because of the draft capital and, and the potential. But I think Dubs is a really all around a pretty good receiver. He's not the fastest or most explosive, but I think he's kind of like that James Jones type of receiver. So a little more that's hype. a good example of like kind of going with your gut. And I believe in the off season bullshit because I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys really fell for it. I definitely did last year with the whole Jamar chase, you know, Oh, you know, the oh, ball the is drops, different. Yeah. All the drops da, 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 And obviously he ends up having this great. Who, did, season. Did, yeah. Who did I hear? There's another rookie having drop issues right now. Oh, it's, it's Burks. Traylon Burks is having drop issues and he's out of shape. And then like, kind of the day when coach is like, well, he has asthma. He's trying to get back in shape. Like, like that. But again, this was one of the things. Like, it's OTAs, guys. Yeah, and they're they're still trying to like like think about. He's still trying to figure out what to do on each route, let alone also catch the ball at the end of it. 
Like they're thinking so much right now. Stop putting so much weight into what happens in fucking June and May. So yeah, Traylon Burks, second round receiver, you're saying? <laughs> okay, that's that's rich. Is, is, that, is that the trend now? Anytime they talk about talk shit about a rookie receiver, it's like I think okay. Burks will be really good. I like I said, he was my number one receiver in this class, and I he just fell to the most perfect situation there in Tennessee. So I think he'll be really good for fantasy right away. All right, so after Christian Watson at the 10-1, Michael Gallup went at the 10-02, James Robinson at the 10-03, Isaiah Spiller at the 10-04, Chase Claypool at the 10-05, then Jamison Williams at the 10-06. And now Stink is up again at the 10-07. This is a point in the draft where you get kind of strategic, in my point, in my opinion. Um, I'll just be honest with you guys. I, I've been looking at Cole Komet for tight end. But the people who are drafting ahead of me, the, the the five teams that are coming around the turn, they already have tight ends. So I think I can draft somebody else and wait for Cole Komet to come around to me on the turn. Hmm, okay. So with that being said, I'm going to wait for Cole Komet and hope that he runs back around to me because I really like his upside this season. At this point, I, I'm, I'm in no man's land for tight ends. I'll be honest. I'm going on pure upside, and if it doesn't work, I'm streaming every week. I already know that at this point in the draft. So with that being said, the players that I'm looking at, I'm not going to draft another quarterback. It's just not even, it's not worthy. If you have a quarterback you believe in, why would you draft another quarterback in the draft? It doesn't make any sense to me. The one I would make a case for is Trey Lance here, um, just because of the upside. As a backup, yeah. Yeah, and, and take that upside. but Not Derek Carr, huh? Uh, right behind him. Not if you already but, have a starter. And, yeah, and I, I agree with because you're talking about a backup that has that gives you upside. You already know what Derek Carr is going to give you. Yeah, we don't know. Like Trey Lance is an enigma out there right now. Right. Uh, you don't really know. Derek Carr is their new offense, but I'll just leave it at that. I'll <laughs> leave it at that. I'm not going to go into it. All right, who are you taking? Um, at this point, I'm going to get weird with it. Right now, I'm I'm really between Alan Alan Lazard and Russell Gage. Just looking to fill up my receiver, my wide receiver room, and just get just more people in there. People you can choose from every week. Once the season starts progressing, you get a feel of things, who their involvement in the offense, things like that. I mean, compared to that, it's it's other backup running backs, tight ends. I'm not interested in. Um, I mean, Tyler Boyd is interesting to me at this point, but he's a third receiver, and it, it's very hit or miss. If it's anything like it was last year on the Bengals. Um, their second receiver, it seems like they're trading off him and T Higgins every week. So I think Alan Lazard has a good potential to be wide receiver one this year. Just another year with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and they got the rookie receiver kind of distracting in a way. I'm going to take Alan Lazard. I'm curious how you feel about that, James. I, I think it's worth a shot here. Um, he, did not report to the mandatory mini camp, though I will throw that out there. Um, and hasn't signed his uh, restricted free agent tender, so it doesn't mean a whole lot because it's technically not mandatory for him because he hasn't signed his tender. But still, a little little smoke there, um, for Alan Lazard. But I'm sure he'll be on the team, and again. You know, it's it's you're taking a shot on who's going to be Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver, right? So, 
in the 10th round, I think it's uh, worthy for either Lazard or Christian Watson. I mean, do you think he could be wide receiver one for them this year? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, potentially, for sure. I think Christian Watson has a little bit more athletic ability in terms of playmaking ability, but Alan Lazard has done some great things, um, most notably known for his run blocking, which isn't going to help your fantasy scores, but you know, he still makes plays out there and he has one of the best quarterbacks thrown on the ball. So I mean it keeps him on the field and you have the hundred percent. Yeah. You know, the two time MVP throwing him the ball. So if Christian Watson doesn't work out for whatever reason or he's slower to come along to things, who else is really going to do the do for the Packers? They gotta throw the ball. Yeah. Gotta do what it do. He'll get his shots. Yeah. Um so Trey Lance went right after your Lazard pick there at the ten oh eight and then Derek Carr at the ten oh nine. Kind of funny, we we're just talking about them, but now Tyler's up at the ten ten. I don't know who who this uh, team four computer is, but this is the second time it's taken the guy I wanted right before I picked. I'm a little upset. Uh, I yeah. wanted Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr in the tenth round, I love yeah. so especially at the end of the tenth round. Like I think, well, especially if you don't have a quarterback. Yeah, like, I don't, I, and I don't have a quarterback right now. Derek Carr is a guy that I'm definitely targeting at the end of drafts to be my number my starting quarterback for the year. I think Derek Carr is going to have a huge season. Honestly, I love the that he you know Josh McDaniels is there. I love the addition of Devontae Adams. I think this offense is going to blow up this year, and Derek Carr is the catalyst of it. So I'm really mad that it happened. Um, what what if Trey Lance was still available? I wouldn't touch Trey Lance. Not, not as my number one. Yeah, I, I'm totally with that. Yeah, and I'm this is this is usually my strategy. I usually take a you know a good consistent quarterback late in the late in the draft, and just build up my roster. With with other guys because the quarterbacks are super deep usually, so Derek Carr was definitely guy I'm I'm looking at this late in the draft. He went right before I wanted to pick, so I will go with the other, with the other guy that is usually also very consistent. I'm gonna take Kirk Cousins, who is like almost by default a top twelve tight end or quarterback tight end. Uh, like he just is like year in and year out. Like you just see him, he's twelve anywhere between like eight to twelve. That's where he, where he resides. But it means he's a starting quarterback for you. So I'm gonna take him, you know, in the tenth round. With quarterbacks being brought up, I think it's very interesting that uh, Matt Ryan is basically, he might be undrafted at this point. Yeah. And this is someone who has shown his abilities over the years, and now he's on an offense. It's, uh, the run game is proven. Uh, they're, what, the receiving weapons are not that solid, but at the same time, they kind of are. With Michael Pittman, Mo'Malley Cox. Um, they brought in another receiver, didn't they, on the Colts? Uh, Alec, Alec Pierce yeah, from Cincinnati. Alec Pierce. All right, so I'm back on the clock. Oh, you want to go through who was picked after me? Sure, yeah. Hunter Henry went at the 10-11. Kadarius Toney at the 10-12. Ronald Jones at 11-01. Kenny Galladay at the 11-02. And now Tyler's back up 11-03. All right, and then just to kind of those other two, we're we're doing a kind of a shorter draft. It's 15 rounds where most rounds would be, most drafts would be probably 14. seven. Oh, sorry, 14. Where most drafts would be like about 17. And so when it comes to the shorter draft, uh, I'm not going to carry a backup quarterback. I'm not going to carry up a backup tight end. I'll stream if I need to when that comes around. I want to still build out my bench with quality players before I finally pick the kicker and defense in the last couple of rounds. So this is what I'm, I'm looking at guys with upside at this point. And so upside, but also opportunity. So right now, being where I'm at, I have five receivers and four running backs. I don't tend to carry more than four running backs, but there's one guy I'm kind of – Ian, that's a couple couple names down the list who I think could end up being the RB1 for their offense. 
and that's Damian Pierce. Rookie running back out of Florida. We liked him a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we love his running style. It's a little straightforward. It's not the shiftiest thing in the world, but the dude finishes plays, and he gets yardage, right? And that's what we want. The other guy I'm looking at is Christian Kirk here, who has all the potential in the world to be the number one receiver for this Jacksonville offense. I know it's the Jacksonville offense, but he still could be the number one receiver there. So it would be you know, huge, huge potential there for him um, to be to you know, put up a ton of points. So that's where I'm at. Um, what I'm going to do here, I think I'm going to go with Damian Pierce because I like my depth at receiver more than I like my depth at running back. So I'm taking Damian Pierce. All righty, Damian Pierce at 11.03, then Christian Kirk goes right, <laughs> right after, after at the 11.04. Two guys I'm debating. And Rob Gronkowski uh-huh. at the 11.05, now trades up 11.06. And like I called it, the guy I was waiting for is going to be there for me. Cole Komet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're getting down to, for me at least, the last four picks of the draft. I got to pick a kicker and a defense at one point. I'm going to wait to the last two rounds. Um. Cole Komet, I think, is worthy of being a starting tight end as someone I'm probably going to take. But but kind of like Tyler said, I'm interested in people that could possibly have, you know, breakout roles. And there are some interesting names, but this late in the draft, not really. I mean, what about Noah Fantasy Fant? Do you have any faith in him doing anything on Seattle? Some actually, I mean, I know the quarterback position isn't great, but that could also just mean that they rely on like b- bad quarterbacks rely on being able to throw over the middle because that's what they can see. And so, like you see it with with you know rookie quarterbacks, guys aren't that good. They rely on guys across the middle. That's usually the tight end. So, yeah, I I think Fant has the potential to you know put up some numbers this year. He was a first round pick for a reason. At the same time, you know. Like well, he, those are, he has some pedigree behind him. Well, he's coming out of Iowa, tight end university. That's true. Him and TJ Hawkinson both went first round in the same draft. I mean, Jahan Dawson's still available, which someone I wasn't that high on. Rookie receiver, though, that has good promise. And there's rumors of Terry McLaurin being traded. Would you guys, like, I, I guess it'll come around it, it, in the next couple of rounds here if you guys are interested in him. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just going to pull the trigger right now because the tight end field is so thin to me. If I miss out on Cole Komet, I'd be so butthurt because there's no one else I'm even like interested in starting week after week. So I'm going to go Cole Komet. All righty. He goes Cole Komet at the 11.06. Russell Gage goes at 11.07. Ramadre Stevenson at 11.08. Then Daryl Henderson, damn it, at 11.09. Tyler Boyd goes at 11.10. And then Albert O at the 11.11. So I have to pick a tight end now. I've punted the position, but um, you know how it goes. They force you to choose one. But I'm also, like you guys said, looking for players with upside. I really like, um, you know, looking at some of these uh, backup running backs that could find their way into a starting role and and be successful. Obviously, Alexander Madison has proven that. Um, When he gets on the field, he is a great fantasy asset. Rashad White is still there, who's, you know, been getting some hype, of course. Um, We'll see, you know... For me, I think Leonard Fournette is just so established there that 
it's going to take a lot for them to to go to Rashad White. But I still like the upside. Um, I was really liking Daryl Henderson if he was here. I was going to take I would take him over both Rashad White and Alexander Madison. Uh, but he went. So, you know, and yeah, Jahan Dotson is there, but it's Carson Wentz. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not too sold on the old Wentz right now. I think Dotson's a good player, but I, I'm not sold on it. Um, George Pickens is there, but questions at quarterback. I think I'm going to go with arguably who's been the best handcuff in football. He's he's going to get some games where he's the only guy in town. I'm going to go Alexander Madison here. And then I got to pick up a tight end. So I'm surprised he went so late. Usually he goes a little bit earlier. Well, I mean, I think in the 11th round, not necessarily because we are doing like against the shorter draft. So you kind of have to pick up players to be in your starting lineup. You have to like fill that out. Um, and if we were going 17, 18, um, I think you'd see him go later, honestly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, I, I, I'm like thinking like it's the end of the draft now. So I'm just thinking like kickers. Right defenses. I'm like, right. oh, Alexander I mean, essentially Madison is still point, available. Essentially, at this point, we all have like one bench, or maybe, or you know, James case needs a tight end as a starter, um, and then you have to pick up your kicker and your defense to fill out your roster. Yeah, which we don't really have to do those last two no, rounds. We don't. <laughs> but I'll do. Um, I think I'm going to take. So I'm choosing between Irv Smith, No Fan, Tyler Higby, David Njoku. And that's pretty much it. Um, I like Najoku, but again, with the Watson situation, who knows what's going to happen there, if he's even going to play, who's going to be their quarterback. It's a little little questionable for me. I'm going to go with Tyler's guy, Tyler Higby. <laughs> Tyler's Tyler. Higby. Yeah. I hope for the best, but I punted yeah. tight end, and you know sometimes that's just how the draft goes. And I'm, I am interested. When you were picking Alexander Madison, any, any thought to Tyler Algier? Um, not a whole lot. No, I don't. I just feel like as a one of the rookie running backs who could end up seeing some time, he's one of them because yeah. you only have Cordell Patterson and Damian sure. Williams ahead of him. I think he could actually carve out a role there. So I just wanted to kind of see what your your thought process was there. Yeah, you know, especially right now, like we get really excited about all the rookies, but you're you're choosing a, a depth piece at running back who, if he does get his opportunity, I think. Yeah, obviously, Alexander Madison's going to produce. It's still a question mark as to whether Tyler Algier is going to pan out or not or be That's anything. True. So, That's true. And honestly, percentages say he's not because it's really hard to, to be a productive NFL running back, right? So yeah, that's kind of how I thought about it at that point. But So I take Tyler Higby at the 12.01. Jarvis Landry goes at the 12.02 which I think is good value. Rashad White then goes at 12.03. Justin Fields at 12.04. George Pickens at 12.05. And then Irv Smith at the 12.06. Robbie Anderson's going to go undrafted. It's crazy how things change year after year. I was going to ask you guys, how do you feel about Evan Ingram being down in Jacksonville? I don't. No. Just no. I feel really? nothing. <laughs> well, I, maybe it's me because I'm like the tight end guy, but D- Dan Arnold showed some great promise last year. And Dan Arnold and he is Evan not Ingram. Evan Ingram. <laughs> oh, man. Evan Ingram can pass block. Or pass block. No, he, he can can't. run block, though. No, he can't. No, he can't. 
He's terrible at it. Better than Dan Arnold. I don't know. I don't Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, man. I would. I would say so. I would say right. so. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fool yourself with Evan Ingram. Well, I'm, I'm going to draft him. He's going to go undrafted at this point. It's someone who'd be a waiver wire. Someone you could stream, possibly. Someone I'm keeping an eye on. I'll be honest. So at this point, I'm probably going to pick up another wide receiver. I got three picks left. Kicker and defense. Save him for the last two rounds. And obviously, I got some defenses that I'm looking at that I definitely want to get. But I'm going to wait one more round. And personally, I'm, uh, I am see Jacoby Myers up here, which I think uh, Devontae Parker is more interesting to me at this point late in the draft. We're just sending flyers. So I'm going to take uh, Devontae Parker at this point in the 12th round. Another possible wide receiver one. If I can find him in this goddamn list. <laughs> you could You could search for it. No, I like to scroll. I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm the dad of the podcast. I'm gonna do it the old school way. All right, Devontae Parker. Is. There he goes. Devontae Parker at twelve oh seven. Jacoby Myers goes at twelve oh eight. Then Jahan Dotson at twelve oh nine. Tyler, who's your last pick there at twelve ten? Yeah, I mean, so this is basically my last. This is my last because after that, kickers a defense, which you know. So I'm picking my last guy to fill out the roster. I already have five running backs, which again I don't normally carry five running backs. Um. So this way, I'm definitely going receiver, and I'm going to take the guy with upside, and I don't give a shit that he's not re-signed yet, but I'm taking OBJ. Wow. I mean, he'll. chances are he's going to be re-signed to the Rams. We saw the rapport he has in that offense. He had a good connection with Matthew Stafford. I understand he's also going to be missing some time, but when he come, he, came, he missed time last year, too, and he still came out and was productive when he was on the field, so... I'm gonna take him as a you know great depth piece that I can use late in the season to win me some games. Yeah, I like that. I like the value there um, with Odell in the twelfth, and and see what happens. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't really cost you much, so or anything really. Um, and we started seeing kickers go. We want to wrap this thing up. Now, it, at least draft a defense. God damn it, <laughs> you disrespectful motherfuckers! <laughs> All right. All right, I'll, I'll go defense here. It's funny that people go kicker before defense, where I tend to go defense first myself. Um, obviously, Justin Tucker went first, which that's fine. Like, take Justin Tucker first as your first kicker, which is good. Matt Gay, too. Yeah, Matt Gay is you know, the Rams offense. So, yeah, that, w- that would make sense. Um, why did I go, when I went to defense, it put the commanders as the top pick? They they don't really have them like actually uh, ranked. Okay, yeah, okay. So when that, yeah. it, when it comes to defenses, you really gotta um, it's it's in reverse alphabetical order if you notice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll, so I'll I'll sort by projection then. Um. Now I have the ability to take the first defense off the board, and sure, like Buffalo's up there, uh, the Buccaneers, the Rams will be up there too. Um, based off of what they all have, I'm going to. Man, I have I have this very strong feeling that the Ravens bounce back this year with their defense, and I think I'm okay going that way. And again, I usually stream defenses anyway, so if they doesn't pan out, then so be it. I go play week to week. So, but I'm gonna take the guy with the upside. Also, the one thing that I will say too, when you're looking at defenses, especially if you're streaming defenses, when you're drafting, figure out who the hell they're playing week one, because if they're you know if if you're if you're going to stream a defense, don't pick a defense that's going to yeah. play the Rams. No, you know, strength of schedule is obviously key when you're looking at at defenses. 
Um, so, yeah, Tyler goes Ravens. Then we got some kickers going. Uh, McPherson, Butker, then Trey's up, 13.06. Yep, and I, I'm surprised like, this late in a draft that this team would still be available. Um, honestly, I really like the Cowboys because, you know, the NFC lease is kind of like the, the typical thing. You know, they're going to play, you know, six times a year against teams that are not that great. You know, the Commanders, uh, the Eagles will probably be better. Things like that, but I, I personally, I really like the Rams. They're going to play the Seahawks twice a year. Who, who knows what's going on with their quarterback situation? Four Niners might be starting Trey Lance, who's essentially still a rookie in my eyes. You know, second year starter, and their defense is completely stacked. If you get the Rams defense, I think you are pretty set. And other than that, honestly, um, I'm surprised they're projected so low. The Patriots, but I'm going to take the Rams defense. All right, Trey goes Rams, uh, Carlson, Young Ho, Koo, Bass, Gold, Nick Folk, and then I get to take the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> the projected number one defense. So, yeah, and, and, and you know, rightfully so. Um, I mean, looking at it, I wouldn't play the Ravens defense week one if I'm hamstringing because they play Las Vegas, and um, I'm not touching that. I'm not with that offense. I understand it's week one. They might have some growing pains, but. Still, I like the Ravens, you know, for for the long haul. Yeah, and a couple other obviously the Cowboys give me, you know, digs, give me the turnovers, the interceptions, um the sacks with the with sacks, Isaiah Parsons. Um Buccaneers, Micah Parsons. another Isaiah. one. Um so there's there's quite a few good options. The Packers are a sleeper defense, I think, in my opinion. Um uh, with Jair being back and um revamping the pass rushers, but um. Yeah, I I would go Bills here, and that would pretty much do it. We yeah. should uh each run through our rosters here. Uh, yeah, real quick. Yeah, you have to pick, you, you have to pick your kicker real quick then. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't be scared, dude. Just so I can like finish off, you know. Yes. You old, talk about give it. me old Prater. <laughs> finish her off. Yeah, just so we can finish at least. <laughs> can we both finish? <laughs> For once. <laughs> all right it's getting weird pick your kicker let's go oh man it, just like previous mock drafts i've done wait till the last round i'm probably gonna take uh brandon mcmanus in denver it, I, it's when a I, high scoring offense so why not right it should be a high scoring offense honestly when i when it comes to picking kickers i'll be i really like to pick kickers that uh play at home in arenas denver doesn't but you know mile high thin stadium air, thin air i'll the take elevation it. yep, yep. Perfect, and then I'll go, and I'm going to take uh, Ryan Suckup, actually, from Tampa Bay. High-scoring offense. Easy enough, right? Right. So, yeah, when we're picking kickers, we're looking for high-scoring offenses, and I guess a little bit of an underneath thing, I would say, really is like arenas. You have to deal with weather. Yep. All right. Uh, let's each run through our rosters here real quick before we wrap this thing up. I'll go ahead and start. Um, I got Kyler Murray at quarterback, Alvin Kamara, James Conner as my running backs, Devontae Adams, Mike Williams as my receivers, Tyler Higby as my tight end, Ezekiel Elliott right now in the flex, Matt Prater, Buffalo Bills. And then on my bench, I have Devontae Smith, Elijah Moore, Melvin Gordon, Christian Watson, and Alexander Madison. Ah, man, you're so high on James Conner. That could really fuck you. <laughs> or it could win me the league. Yeah, it yeah, it all comes down to luck, man. But I just ah, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not high on James Conner this year. 
You weren't high on him last year either. Yeah. <laughs> Finished top five. He was not that guy, man. But then again, neither was James. He was on my team. You True. guys just called him a touchdown vulture for the entire season, which was so <laughs> wrong the entire time. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, you got to get your pain out somehow. All right, Trey, run through your, your roster. All right, so my roster, I got Lamar Jackson at quarterback. My running backs are Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, and David Montgomery. Uh, my res- starting receivers are De- Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks. My tight end is Cole Komet. My defense is the Los Angeles Rams. That's a killer defense to have. Kickers, Brandon McManus, who really cares about that. And then on the bench, for receivers, I got Rashad Bateman, Hunter Renfro, Alan Lazard, Devontae Parker. Very interesting, in my opinion. And my backup running back behind the three that I just talked about is Rashad Penny. I think I got a pretty solid team. Yeah. Um, for myself, I have Kirk Cousins at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor and Leonard Fournette as my starting running backs, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman at receiver. I'd be flexing in uh, Adam Thielen uh, as my third receiver there. Tight ends, Dalton Schultz. On my bench, I have Brees Hall, Chase Edmonds, Sky Moore, Damian Pierce, and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, surprisingly enough, I have a very balanced team, 5-5 five, five, um, between running backs and receivers, which is pretty rare for me to do, so... So can we just admit that I have the best team? <laughs> well, let's let's do this. Let's leave it up to those of you on Twitter and holler at us. Let us know in the comments who you think has the best roster after this mock. And uh, and then we'll decide then who has the best roster. My team is the best. We'll I probably, we'll probably post them so you guys can actually just see it instead of listening. And then, yeah, we'll post them. Sure. We'll post them. We'll, we'll put some screenshots up there. No, my, mine is my, it has to be. <laughs> I'll, put a poll. I'll, I'll put the poll up. Let man. the people decide. Um, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Again, at the FF Fathers on Twitter. Um, hit us up on there. Let us know who you think has the best team after this mock. And we will catch you next week.